1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ice,
2: ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby. Alright, stop. Collaborate and listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. Yeah. Something grabs a hold of me tightly.
3: Uh, it sucks out, yeah. Uh, if you're listening in the uh, vehicle, you know, if you haven't left the house yet, just You know, stay home, flip on the uh, flip on the radio or the Odyssey app and hang out for a while today. It stinks. It is
4: really bad out there. I can't remember it being this bad on the roads in 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 quite some time now, Josh, because I think everybody uh, missed on the forecast. Quite honestly, I think this was a swing and a miss by the weather guessers here because the only plow that I saw this morning and I got here about four forty eight or so this morning. Um, was the plow in our parking lot, and and that was it. There was another guy that was parked over a quick trip. He was getting his coffee this morning, but he wasn't a street plow. He was like for a company. He was going to do some parking lots and whatnot, but there were no street plows out there at all today on the Kansas side. I don't know about the Missouri side. I don't know if they got the old okey-doke and, and swung and missed on this one or what, but, I mean, the, the road plows better get out and get up because the roads are really, really bad today, and I don't normally say that. You know, I usually say, it's okay, drive slow, you'll be okay, but, I mean, there was carnage everywhere in the four o'clock hour this morning. Yeah, yeah. I he- heard it raining late, like sheets of rain,
3: probably like eleven o'clock midnight that range. Mm-hmm. And then I-, I rolled over at one point, and you could just tell it was bright outside. Oh yeah, going, that's the key. Yeah. And you were going, yep, yep. I'm going. Like, wait a minute, uh, <laughs> oversleep? <laughs> yeah, it's like you could tell. You could tell it's like brighter than normal. I'm like, uh oh, I get get up and peek out the window, like, ooh, uh, yeah, and it's just like heavy, wet
4: nasty snowball yeah. making snow right and then,
3: uh yeah i saw an overturn vehicle on a, on a on a ramp uh there was a car facing the wrong way uh on 35 nice uh, about a half hour ago or i guess a little more than that now probably 45 minutes ago now uh and there's just car there were just cars everywhere i'm like this is just the start yeah those are like the first people out that were having problems and then even like the uh the side streets i mean you're you're hoping that there's two tire tracks and everybody's using the same two tire tracks,
4: and that's yeah. about it. It's, it, it's, it it stinks. And don't tailgate out there. I had a I had an ass tailgating me today, so I put on my hazards and slowed really far, you know, way down <laughs> because I'm just not going to deal with that. You know, there's no reason to tailgate out no. there at 4:30 in the morning. You know, there's just no reason to uh, figure out your own lane, figure out your own way, uh, but don't ride on somebody's tail in the snow because God forbid I have to slam on my brakes, then you're going right into me. Don't be stupid. And it's also not a day for your Forte to be out there driving around yeah. or your Festiva or. Or whatever two door spec that you have on the road today, that, that it, it is it, that that snow is thick. It may gobble up a two door spec out there today. Mm. I'm, I'm not kidding. I got that. passed by. A, you'll be surprised by this. I got passed by a red pickup truck. No way. Yeah. Really?
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Red yeah. pickup yeah. truck no. no way. Did it have, the People in the red pickups. You know
4: you drive like that, right? Yeah. Okay. You know you know. Did it have male genitalia hanging from no, the? Tr- I did the, not the, see the, truck. The trailer nuts. hitch. I did not but, see the uh, truck nuts. But. Okay.
3: But uh, you know who you are. Yeah. Red pickup truck. Red pickup truck. Was it, was always, he was he,
4: have Calvin peeing on the Raider logo always on it? It's a red pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> I,
5: I knew it was really bad when, you know, I live on the Missouri side, Kansas City side, so our streets are always just bad. Yeah. We're you just, you just chalk just that bad. up
4: to so they just don't do it. So yeah. as soon
5: as I cross uh, state lines, start going, I'm like, whoa. It's bad. Yeah. nobody yeah. out. There's nobody. Yet, there's yeah. There's a <laughs> bunch of cars out, but there's no plow. So I jumped off on Metcalf thinking, you know, Maybe I'll have a
4: couple of tires. Yeah, yeah that move. No, there's nothing out there. Like I, I drive. I think all the cities were basically surprised by this because yeah. all the forecasts you saw leading up to this thing was going to rain and maybe a dusting of snow. This is wet, thick, packed, hard. Like just great deep snowball snow day. Great, great sledding great day. Uh, snowman. Snowman day. day is terrific today. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, kids enjoy the get out in the yard because it's it's it, this is the snow for you.
4: This is it, man. This is the Have one you've been waiting for. Yeah,
5: virtual learning today. Well, I, I don't
4: even know if we're. I know nope. we're not doing virtual we're learning. Not. It was just an inclement weather. Well, this was a plan. This yeah. is a plan B. Yeah, I didn't see what plan it was. I just saw Lathe's schools closed. This is a plan area. B. I didn't know what plan B was. But like a plan B was just like that's a free agency. No school. Let you
3: know about later in the day. That was pretty much it. Yeah,
4: we'll see you later. Take <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah. But it's supposed to be over by nine o'clock, and hopefully the road crews can get out there and 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 clean these roads off so everybody can get around and do the rest of their day. But I really do. I think everybody was caught with their pants down. I think the weather guests are swung and missed at this one on, on all the local stations and even on the on the apps. The AccuWeather app didn't have this last night. And I woke up this morning because I did see the snow and I'm looking at the AccuWeather app. And, you know, all, all week leading up to this, they're like, ah, maybe it'd be a dusting quarter of an inch or something like that. Then they're saying at least two inches. I'm like, oh, really? When did that change? And so something must have happened in the stratosphere or the atmosphere or some sphere uh, where things got all kind of combobulated and boom, here we are with snow and now we get to play you know T V news snow bingo. So that did always the
3: uh, did the uh our our resident plow guy yell at you today, B Deb or not? No, I didn't get yelled
5: at okay, this time. Good. You know, I parked right next to Bob because it looked like he was on a coffee break or something in the back.
4: Yeah, so. I don't I don't I just parked. I don't know if yeah. I was in the lines or anything. I don't really care if oh, yeah, I yelled at was... last. No, time.
3: he'll he'll yell at you if you're not out of his way. Oh, will really? oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, he? Oh yeah. I didn't
5: I yeah, yell yeah, back he yelled at he, me
3: very he's very uh
5: you know when they were very scraping gravel a couple of weeks ago instead, you know they thought it was ice or yeah, whatever. Right, they're yeah. scraping gravel. And he was like, "Hey, uh, you need
4: to move. I need to plow right there." I'm like, uh, "Excuse you." Yeah, well, hey, Who don't are you yelling to? at people, especially at that time of day. When you start yelling at somebody. It's dark out, We've man. Got five in a, cars. A lot where the they're bar. stealing catalytic converters. <laughs> I mean, like, my god, so. somebody's gonna turn around and get. You know, woo. Did put the uh, the weather bingo card back up because uh, you need to have it. When you're
3: checking, oh, there oh, we go. There it is. Uh, yep, reporter in reporter in, in car yeah. with camera turned towards face. Is is that now a can, reporter? I don't even know who that is. I don't know, but yeah. I'm guessing it looks like <laughs> looks like reporter. I don't
4: know who that reporter. guy is. Reporter, up.
3: reporter they got with camera turned in face with car not moving. Yeah, so that's that's always good. Reporter from car. Yep. Hopefully that gentleman's that. in the passenger that's a side. TV snowstorm bingo. That. Uh, was tweeted out back in December by a great googly moogly. That's I just right. Like to say that mm-hmm. um, we have resurfaced that. You can check it out at Josh Klingler at Bob Fesco at BWKC. We'll get that out and play along with some uh, some TV bingo today.
4: Um, I can't believe reporter from car is not on there. They've got reporter with everything else other than yeah. being in the yeah. car. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll do one with the camera
3: forward, and then another one with the camera facing at at, at the reporter. Right. Uh, so they'll they'll get you. Covered both ways. So play along with the little uh, bingo today. Mm -hmm. You're on 610 Sports Radio. But yeah, I don't, it's, it's, a lot of times I go, oh, it's not too bad,
4: but it will be when all the cars are out. No, No, it was bad. Very few cars out of it. It stunk. Yeah, it was awful (laughs) out there today. I'm not kidding. It was, it was like I saw cars into the side of the road, the medians like crashed into the barriers. Like, and I'm going, wow it's in the four o'clock hour. What is going to happen <laughs> in another two hours? And I'm thinking yeah. to myself nope. the whole ride in, like I'm not a cancel school guy. I always look at that and roll my eyes because we've canceled school for a lot lot less than what's going on out there. I'm like, oh my God, they got to cancel school today. So if I'm saying cancel school today, Josh, at four o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, then you know it's pretty bad out there. And they're showing 635 right now, uh, Southbound Parking and lot. KCK. It is, it, it, it is a down. disaster yeah. area out there. It I know, actually it's actually shut down. Yeah. I mean, it is a disaster area out there so just stay home today listen to us get ready to talk some chiefs think about the super bowl think about your cup of coffee whatever it is other than going out in this mess today and you know nobody will be in this office today which is fantastic shut it down (laughs) have you sent your uh your cold remedies yet to arizona no i have not done that no but i think my mother probably has at some point Uh, i'm
3: curious uh how many people probably have already given out their recommendations to Uh people um james palmer Firmly embedded with the Chiefs down in Arizona, says Chris Jones is under the weather. Right, congestion and snor- sore throat. That's not good. But there's a bug going around the uh, the Chiefs players. So if you have your chicken soup recipes mm-hmm. or or whatever your your individual remedies are, uh, make sure you send those down to uh, to Arizona so that the uh, the guys are are healthy come. Come Sunday,
4: and you don't even have to go down to Arizona to do this. You can just retweet the James Palmer tweet and put your solution in there. Because the the solutions and things that people were given yesterday, I thought I was dying reading through some of these, you know, uh, replies that people had to James Palmer and what they need to do about um, about fixing Chris Jones and making him better. Uh, talking about um, all kinds of remedies that you could do with a cold is going around. It's Alex Gold's fault. It's the, the, the change in climate, the dryness in Arizona. Here's a sad that you can use to support your immune system I mean it, it is all over the place with what people are doing and that's why they always say it takes a village Josh sometimes you find your idiot usually it's me but it takes a village to get you through a cold when you're getting ready to play in the Super Bowl and that's what Chiefs fans are doing sending every possible remedy that they have down to Arizona to make sure that these guys are healthy and ready to go it's not the news you want on a Thursday morning that you know the team is is battling the crud right now down there in Arizona But it's something that we all have to deal with, and I'm sure if the Chiefs are dealing with it, the Eagles are going to probably deal with it as well. Everybody's commingling down there and not wearing their their face coverings or whatever you want to say. And so I'm sure diseases are going to get spread from reporters to uh, players and back to players and back to reporters and all over the place down there. Mm, Okay.
3: I'm insert player name here for Alka-Seltzer plus cold medicine. That's exactly
4: right. Jim, tell me about your cold Jim i here. Tell me about your cold. What do you use?
3: You're congested. Well, Jim, I use Alka-Seltzer Plus. Mm-hmm. Let you come by the
4: row. Tell us about your foot fungus next. So,
3: go pass out your Alka-Seltzer when you're uh, on the uh, yeah. on the road today. Somebody get wants, those to the players. Please. Somebody
4: wants immunity boosters. Please. Passed out right yeah, now. Yep. Yep. Switching the states and the weather does this airborne. allergy. Get some airborne. Yeah. It's different pollen down there than in KC. It's probably mm. just allergies. I love the I love Doctor Textline like more than anything, right? I love Doctor Textline because they've got all the answers. I mean, and, and I'll say this: I don't know if my mother's up yet listening. My my sister and I call my mother Doctor Marlene because she's got the answers to everything medical wise, right? She got it all. It hasn't seen you, you know, doesn't know you, but you, you can diagnose just it. Just tell me what. Just tell me what it is. Yeah. I'll give you what it is. <laughs> I got you. Yeah yeah, 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 one of those. I can prescribe something real quick. <laughs> Get you a
6: diagnosis.
4: (laughs) So, yeah, so I've been living that kind of, you know, my my whole life. So hopefully everybody gets better. And by the time we uh, we kick off on Sunday, we're not even talking about the allergies that may have uh, kind of propped up or colds that have propped up during Super Bowl week.
3: Not exactly bingo, but we just had a reporter side of the road. Squinting because it's snowing too much, yeah, and then reporting on power outages. Uh, so that's, I go. mean, that's, yeah, a, that's like, a big that's one. Like a, that's wow. like, a, that's yeah. like a winner there,
5: yeah. I had one over here where reporter in car flipped the camera and then they have the weather map behind her, so it's a picture in picture. Mm. Ooh. So, does that count for like maybe that's two like, squares? That's like a few squares, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a few. I squares. haven't seen that before. The weather map, picture in picture, flip the camera. Well done.
4: We got a double shooting now, so I guess bingo's over.
5: Not quite. No? All right.
3: Maybe.
4: Maybe.
3: Uh, we will head to the other side. The darkness. Once a punchline on this here very show, but a very nice gentleman. He was once the star of Sproles in the backfield. We will talk with the legendary voice of the Eagles, Meryl Reese, next. <laughs>
2: Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610
4: There's a reason we don't normally have local news on, but when you're playing with, I mean, God, Uh, I'm telling you, TV news is so bad for my mental state. It is so bad for my, my mental capacity. On a Thursday morning
3: that affects no one. They're doing a story on choosing a stay for the big game. Yeah, where you can stay if you're going to
4: Phoenix. It's Thursday. You've already booked something. Yeah. Or you're not going. Or maybe you're looking at this news story and you're going, oh my God, I can get that house. I better book my tickets now. The
3: next time they're in it, maybe I'm... Uh, the, the dumbest story ever. There's yeah. no, there's no
4: reason. There's no reason to this show a, this. This at all. doesn't help anybody. Why is this? Not, why are we watching this? You because be, it's on TV. Not yet. It's not go back to weather bingo. Yeah. It's go back to showing the roads exciting. and carnage out there instead of stuff that people can't do because it's too late in the game for that. Now, if you wanted to go down a month ago and say, Hey, if the chiefs make the Super Bowl, here's a nice bed and breakfast. You can stay mm-hmm. in fine. Give people the option to do that. But I've never seen something so mentally challenging or bad for my mental health <laughs> as television. <laughs> and I'm not kidding about that. No, it's Since since COVID, TV news has been the worst thing for my mental health. It has absolutely driven me nuts. I've had to cut TV news, really all news, out anyway. It's terrible for your mental health. I don't have people watch that crap.
3: Time to check in on this week's foe. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, and brought to you by Ag Power. John Deere. Experience all the John Deere has to offer at Ag Power. And by Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two topping pizza for just $6.99 in store or at PapaMurphy's.com. We are joined by the voice of the Eagles, Meryl Reese. And Meryl. this matchup has all the storylines. Uh, Andy Reid facing his old team. Uh, the Kelsey brothers going toe to toe. What has resonated in Philly?
6: You know, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I think they're just so excited about being back in the Super Bowl and trying to win a second Lombardi Trophy within a span of six years that they don't need the extra storylines. There's not as much focus on Andy as you would think. It's it's more about Patrick Mahomes. It's more about Chris Jones and Frank Clark, and you know the fact that uh, edwards Solaire is back. Those are the factors, and those are the things that people are thinking about here. Uh, once the once you really get into it, the coaches kind of fit into the background.
4: You know, it, with Andy, though, too, I've been saying for the last couple of years, Merrill, that there's going to be kids that walk into the NFL in a couple of years and have no idea that he ever coached in Philadelphia because of the length of time and success that he's had here in Kansas City.
6: Well, you're right. I mean, he has been in Kansas City since 2013, but he was here for 14 years and in those 14 years he won 140 games. That's the most of any coach in Eagles history and the guy who is in second place is a guy back in the 40s by the name of greasy neal and he won the NFC was the NFL championships in 48 and 49 and his total wins 66. Oh, wow. So Andy Reid almost triples him.
3: Amazing. Merrill Reese, voice of the Eagles joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. You mentioned second Super Bowl in six years. Put into context, coming back with a different coach and a different quarterback in that short a time period. That's that's pretty remarkable turnaround.
6: Well, it is, and considering, do you know how many members of that uh, Super Bowl 52 team are on this team? Seven. That's it. Yeah. Seven guys. So it's, it's totally different. It's been rebuilt, but it's been built to be a very, very solid football team by the general manager, Howie Roseman. I mean, look at the moves he made this year. Uh, the pickups that he made, first of all, go back to draft day when he had that trade for A.J. Brown. And then uh, in free agency, he picks up Hassan Reddick, who has been the biggest, most impactful defensive player, one of the best in the league this year. And then they, right before the season, they get C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who has solidified the safety position and then they picked up james bradbury who was let go by the giants i mean the the acquisitions that this team has made are enormous and even once the season began and it became apparent that they needed some help in stopping the run they went out and got linval joseph and and domican sue So they've done a lot of things right.
4: Talking with Merrill Reese, the legendary voice of the Eagles here on 610 Sports Radio. And the coach, Nick Sirianni, did not get off to a good start in Philadelphia. Not only did he not get off to a good start with that opening press conference, it's Philadelphia. But he's done a 180. How has he bonded with that city to do that 180? Because as you know, Merrill, a lot of times, man, your first impression that you see is one you can never shake.
6: Well, there's a very easy way to bond with the city of Philadelphia win yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter what you say what you do what al davis used to say al davis used to say just win baby mm-hmm. uh, he he's won and plus the other thing is he just he just was unaccustomed to public speaking when he took the job and then he then a few games in he makes a statement at a press at a press or media gathering and he says uh listen i just showed the team a picture of a flower and how it all begins with the roots before the flower blossoms. And everyone's thinking, he's, he's talking to 53 football players about flowers? That's just what they have to hear. Then, as time went on, he became more and more comfortable. And now he kids around with the guys. Or he his, his flower, uh, and he even kid about his flower analogy. And he's really a good guy. But what he is, is he's passionate about football. And that comes through. He's a very, very skilled communicator, and he can be tough. He is authoritative. So he is the leader that you need, and Philadelphia has really taken to him. But I'll tell you what, if he were to ever lose three games in a row, all that goodwill will go out the window.
4: And that's the interesting thing about this Eagles team. If you look at them, They lost one game with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback this year. One game. What is it about this team that allowed them to have all that success? Because so many people have mentioned the schedule. I don't buy into that nonsense. You still won 16 games or whatever it was in the NFL. How were they able to do that?
6: A a combination of things. The players that I mentioned, the fact that I think they had the best offensive line in the National Football League. I think that Jalen Hurts has really climbed the ladder I liked him from the beginning, but it took a while to develop. Everybody uh, judges quarterbacks after two quarters. But uh, Jalen Hurts is special. hes They call him a triple threat, meaning his arm, his legs, and his mind. He's very, very bright. He's dedicated. He can read defenses in a nanosecond. And he's a leader. Everybody on the team reveres him. So he has been the, the guy who has really... Uh, galvanized this team. But you look at the defense, and the defense has come up big. I mean, they, they, are, are there any weaknesses that you can think of? I can't. I was on a show in San Francisco before the, uh, the the NFC Championship game, and the host said to me, what are the weaknesses on this team? And I said, they don't really have any weaknesses. Well, he, he wrapped up the interview real fast. Thank you. I don't want to hear about it the fact that they have no weaknesses, (laughs) but they don't. The fact of the matter is they are good in all areas, but that doesn't mean they're going to win because there are a lot of mitigating factors. There's Patrick Mahomes, there's Travis Kelsey, there's the experience factor with Andy Reid. But in terms of being a solid football team, I I will be honest with you that this is, in 46 seasons, this is the best Eagles team I've been around.
3: I was gonna say they've been consistent throughout the years. You mentioned I don't know if they get enough credit for how they just they didn't mess around in the playoffs. I mean they just punished people in the, in the playoffs, and really they've they've kind of done that all season. I mean they essentially kind of led wire to wire in the NFC. That's not easy.
6: Well, don't take the playoffs the scores too seriously, because the fact of the matter is the Giants were a team that kind of just eked into the playoffs because there were a lot of five hundred and below teams this season. So that that really wasn't that close. But when you got to the San Francisco game, the fact that the Eagles won 31 to 7 doesn't really mean anything because it was 7-7 and uh, right after the Eagles first score, uh, Brock Purdy got uh, hurt and and couldn't even move his arm and then in came Josh Johnson and he was concussed and that took care of him and then they put back Purdy who could not by his own admission couldn't throw a ball farther than five yards. So they completely gave up the passing game in the second half, and all the Eagles had to do was anything, basically, because the 40, they knew the game was over. The game was over by halftime. So when you're in a situation like that, it, the, 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 the snowball continues to roll and gain strength and momentum. But the, the truth of the matter is that was not a clear indication of what the game would have been like if the 49ers had a functional quarterback.
4: Merrill, for me, it comes down to one simple thing. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to win this game.
6: Yeah, I I know what you're saying, but you know what? Uh, Going back to Super Bowl 52, you know when that game turned around? It turned around in the fourth quarter when Tom Brady went back to pass and he was hit by Brandon Graham and the ball came loose and Derek Barnett fell on it. That changed the course of that game. And this is the type of game where – who knows? A turnover here, a turnover there, could make the difference.
3: Merrill, thanks for a few minutes this morning. Have a great call coming up on on Sunday, and I guess best of luck to the Eagles. Although,
6: best <laughs> Although of you luck don't to really you. mean it, yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> we <laughs> do not at all. Probably don't mean it today. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. Listen, Kansas City is a great football town, and I you have great fans and uh, and g- great people like Andy Reid. And I think we're all going to enjoy the game. And if the, but some of us are going to enjoy it just a little bit more than
4: others. You, you sound like our friend Dick Vermeule. I'm going to be sorry for the loser and happy for the winner. And if the Chiefs win this game, Merrill, go to Big Charlie's and celebrate with the Chiefs fans.
6: <laughs> if, the, if the Chiefs win this game, I'm getting out of town as fast as possible. <laughs> Thanks, Meryl. It's time for the golf
3: season. Uh, I, I understand completely. Yes. Merrill Reese, voice of the Eagles. Thanks for a few minutes. My pleasure. Merrill Reese brought to you by Ag Power John Deere. Experience all that John Deere has to offer at Ag Power. And by Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's, get any medium two topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at papamurphys.com. A Super Bowl week edition of Doting on Mahomes? There better be. We'll get to that next.
2: Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at raynorkc.com. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 730, 610 Sports Radio. We
7: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Scott sounds dialed in today. You know, you know it's serious when like the weather
4: or the uh, traffic people are like locked in. Cause it's yeah, it's a mess out there. Oh, it is a disaster out there. I knew it was going to be bad. At about 4:30 this morning, I saw two cars that had collided on 69 slash I-35 on the uh, on the merger ramp there, and they were both smashed into the uh, to the side wall. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, it's going to be a bad day. I thought it was going to be bad. I left the neighborhood a little bit. You know, 119th. Quivira, were snowy. I'm like, eh, all right, whatever. Once you get and to a uh,
3: main road, you'll
4: be fine. You'll be fine. Nope, Type, nope not today. Not quite. Not no. today. The interstates are bad. The highways are bad. The all, all the roads are bad out there today. And I saw a text from one of the, our plow drivers out there, one of our private plow drivers. He goes, yeah, all the weather guessers missed, including the private ones that we pay to do this. And the ones so they every, trust. Yeah, right. The ones they believe, <laughs> yeah. not the ones on TV going, look at the weather. Oh, my God. Come on. Like they're looking at like actual legit weather folks who are going to give you the right information, and they missed as well. So I think what we're looking at right now is a storm that uh, that did something different. So uh, you got to get out there and get these things plowed. But I don't think anybody was prepared for it, Josh, because nobody thought they needed to be prepared for it. No,
3: no, it's bad. So it's clearly uh, not a lot of boy scouts in the bunch. It's uh, it's it's bad.
4: It's yep. bad. I mean, really, like if we're saying it's bad, it's bad. Specifically, Bob saying it's bad because yeah. usually
3: Bob's like, "It's fine, fine, it's get fine." fine. I got here. I got here. No you can problem. make it. I got here. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. No, I did with I, the Bronco. I, I did. And I have to tell Bob <laughs> that there's, you know, more than just you on the road. Mm-hmm. A little bit later in the day, as the day progresses, there's more traffic. But, yeah. But uh, today, it doesn't matter. There's, there's,
4: there's, there's one lane at best. At and, best. And that lane probably sucks too. Yeah. You know? it's sloppy. I mean, when when I'm driving in and I'm thinking to myself, I better call my wife and tell her there should be no school today, you know it's bad, right? Like, because I'm, I, you're right, Josh. I'm like, get I mean, your ass to school. Yeah. I'm usually, yeah, get to school. I'm like, I, I, uh, did the voice thing on the way, and
3: I said, uh, "Don't don't plan any school today." Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and minutes and later it like, all later, canceled. Bing, phone bings, and yeah, you know,
3: there was uh, there was no school today. How so. come
4: Casey Mo always brags about plowing all these roads, but nobody's road has ever plowed in Casey Mo? Have you ever met anybody who had their street plowed in Casey Mo? When I was living over the, in the Brookside side, Waldo's never was No plowed. one hears your
3: head shaking, Dub. Yeah, no, <laughs> no,
1: Absolutely not. But it's not just Casey Moore. We even hit. had
5: a city works person on our, on our street, the old house. Every once in a while, we get that one lane. But no, it's, no. Just, a, it, it's just a show
4: over yeah. there. It is a bad deal. But that's where it is everywhere today. And I don't blame the plow. I don't blame the cities. I don't blame the municipalities for this one. Everybody swung and missed. And so they're so scrambling. We have uh, we put the
3: uh, the TV snowstorm bingo out there. You can play along yep. today. Uh, you can Catch it on our social media uh, pages at Josh Klingler, at Bob Fesco, at BWKC. Uh, squinting uh, reporters back with mm-hmm. this. Uh, with the...
4: There's driving snow out here. It's a mess. Back yeah. to you.
3: Yes. I wouldn't go anywhere.
4: Oh, my God. Look at the traffic.
3: I wouldn't go anywhere if I were you. But I'm not you, so I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Don't go
4: out in this mess. I'm out here in the mess. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is what we did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Essentially, it's pretty, we're here yeah. for
5: you. But we're pretty telling much. you guys, yeah. be safe out there yeah. today. Yeah, it does stink. We roughed it for you, it so you can
4: sit at home. It
5: does stink. That's for Pour sure. your coffee. Yes. We're
4: working 6'10 for you. Nope, I think
3: it's no, straight no, whatever. Whatever.
2: for
4: you. I guess a, a version
3: of, we haven't done doting on Mahomes in a while.
4: Mm-mm. Well, a lot of people wanted to say Jalen Hurts was going to be the MVP, and a lot of people are trying to push Joe Burrow yeah. ahead and Josh Allen ahead and Even that guy out in Los Angeles who's now on his fourth offensive coordinator in three years, Justin Hay-Bear. So you've um, you've got a lot of guys that for the entire year people have been trying to push ahead of Patrick Mahomes because I guess the national media is bored. Mm. So I, I didn't, didn't really find, care. Find one person that's donated. Yeah, still found one guy. Chris Sims, our old guy. Chris oh. Sims is a little bit of a, a little bit of a doter right now on Mahomes. I'll just say, I think is being underestimated here is the greatness of Patrick Mahomes in totality already in the history of the NFL. It's he is already an all-time great. It's year five. It doesn't matter. He is an all-time first ballot. Mike Florio article from the weekend in his own wing in the Hall of Fame with the other guys. Already, in my opinion, he's he's truly that special. That's why I think we're seeing a special run. And then you said it. Andy Reid and Veach and what they're doing to continue to sustain it uh, is also amazing as well. It's nice to see somebody finally giving credit to Patrick Mahomes for being that all-time great because at times I sometimes think I'm old man yelling at clouds because I live here and we're all Chiefs fans. I think Patrick Mahomes is an all-time great already. But I always go back to the late, great Therese Paler, who after the Super Bowl win said Mahomes is already destined for the Hall of Fame, right? He could make it, you know, after that, that Super Bowl win down in Miami. And even after that Super Bowl loss in Tampa, we were still talking about Patrick Mahomes being you know, a Hall of Famer after his third year of being a starter in the NFL. And that's kind of, again, where the macro versus micro comes in that we've kind of talked about all season long, kind of as the theme the macro is the big picture, the micro is what's going on right now. The macro is perspective on what we've witnessed over the last five years with Patrick Mahomes. Josh is absolutely insane. I mean, it's, it's nuts that he's been to three Super Bowls in the last four years and has hosted the last five AFC Championship games. It's truly remarkable what he's done and he is going to just absolutely demolish every passing record that Tom Brady has uh, barring that he retires or walks away early or something like that. But he's on pace right now to demolish every passing record that Tom Brady has out there. That's the macro. The micro is I want to win this game now because if you win this game now, then the legacy really does grow and he really does get put into that greatness category. Yeah.
3: Again, you have to put this game in its own little box. And if you win this game, wow, Mm-hmm. You lose this
4: game. You lose this it's game. Kinda wow it's kind of wow, too. Yeah. It's, you're kind of like yeah. Yeah, that.
3: Yeah, but you don't want to add those like extra stressors, that, those extra pressures to it all. Right. But if you win this game, boy, it opens up a lot. And then we're going to have to go get Terrell Davis to get him a championship. Or, or, oh, I was thinking T.O. Or T.O. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, he's out there running, I was you thinking know, like still LA running losing. routes. Oh, I got you. you yeah, know, yeah.
4: L.A. lost, what, three Super Bowls to start his career, if I'm not mistaken, right? He lost that. Well, I guess he wasn't in that early one. That was a Craig Morton Super Bowl. But he lost to the Giants. He lost to the Cowboys. He lost to the, you know, to did Washington. Two and, two? And, and and I think he ended up, did he end up 2-2 two and two in the Super Bowl? Because Dan Reeves lost four Super Bowls. I guess he preceded Elway, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Elway started off a little bit slow with getting the Super Bowls, and then won them at the end once they've got Terrell Davis in there around him and gave him the Super running record: two and game. three, two and three. Elway yeah. is okay. So he did he did lose to the Giants. He did lose to Washington. And I I think Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe whoever he lost to may have been that Super Bowl that was played up in Detroit years and years ago, but whatever. He started out slow, didn't get his Super Bowl victories to the end. I don't want to do that with Patrick Mahomes. Let's stockpile these right now and find a way to get ahead of this so we're not talking about chasing championships. We're talking about stockpiling championships and hoarding championships. Yeah, it's
3: always been about – and it has nothing to do with going into a dark room for four days. It's always been yeah. about don't be Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Don't be Brett Favre, even. Don't be Favre. Yeah. Right? One wasn't enough for those guys. No. Really wasn't. Was not. And certainly when Rodgers got his, you thought, oh, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a few more. And hasn't won one since. And it hasn't. And I don't I I just have never wanted to be in that camp. I know it's like greedy and whatever, but um, now it's time to get greedy. Yes. Because yeah. they're on a Ridiculous early run, and you got to capitalize on these things while they're there. I don't. I, I'd love to say, man, they're just going to make you know three out of every four Super Bowls, right? But That's who knows? It's just probably not going to happen, right. right? This is on a ridiculous run, so you got to win them while you're there. Get this thing done. Yep. I don't know. That shifts a lot of pressure, though. The
4: Chiefs, doesn't it? It does, and and you know, you you kind of go back and forth all week on who has more pressure and all this kind of stuff that we've talked about. But I I told you in break like. I continue to look at everything that everybody's saying, and I continue to feel even better and better about the Chiefs winning this football game. I, I think there's a lot of folks out there who have already stamped the ticket for the Eagles. And the last time that I truly remember somebody stamping a ticket, well, the last two times I remember somebody stamping a ticket that the team had already won before the game was played was the f- the first Super Bowl that the Patriots won where the Rams were going to blow them out. And then the, the Patriots rolled in at 17-0 and the Giants beat their ass. And so... You know, they they had the tickets stamped already that they were going to win these Super Bowls. And I think when teams are crowned two weeks out like the Eagles have been, it fuels the other team. I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna roll in there and take care of business and hopefully it's not a game in the fourth quarter.
3: Until we get to that game, which you can hear, of course, 530, and the only place you can hear Mitch, Dane, and myself is on 106-5 the Wolf. 530 the kickoff and two o'clock the uh, the pregame. Uh the uh, the
4: commissioner did his uh his uh, state of the
3: State of the game,
4: presser yesterday. How Ooh, much my of this goodness. is stuff that fans care about? One, and number two, it's just not like for the media just to have their day in the sun by talking to the commissioner. Because a lot of the stuff, like quite honestly, do fans care about concussions? Well, no, it's it's well, what does he do about thirty minutes? Uh, yeah, minutes. at least yeah, it's
3: between thirty minutes and an hour, probably does. And yeah, I think like two things come out that are. Broadly interesting to the fans, you right? Know I
4: mean, maybe, but after yesterday's comments, everything got buried based on what he yeah, said. Yeah. Well,
3: I think there were two. There were. I think there were two things. There were only two things that I took out of the whole thing yesterday was.
4: Um, They might flex Thursday
3: games. Yeah, which
4: is bad for the fans.
6: Which which is bad for the
3: fans. I'm glad you're
4: finally on that side with me because I said that about Monday, too. And you're like, man, it is what it is. But now Thursday night? I
3: mean, imagine if you were planning a Sunday whatever and you weren't leaving until Friday and suddenly they told you there's a Thursday. You know, I was like, stop
4: it. But imagine what it's like for the teams. How much of a notice are you going to give them to change their whole schedule? Because you plan these Thursday night games, you know, in May and you set your schedule like that to all of a sudden start flexing Thursday night games. So the flexing of Thursdays
3: was a story. And uh, Roger Goodell uh, doing his best. There's nothing to see here when it comes to the referees. When
8: you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Excuse me. There are over 42,000 plays in a season, multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out and extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes? In the context of that, yes, they are not perfect, and officiating never will. But we've also had, obviously, replay and other aspects that help us address those issues to make sure they're not uh, something that uh, we can't correct on the field. Communications between our office, that is not the case in the championship game. that, That was stopped appropriately because the clock was running by an official on the field. That happens frequently in our game. That's not an unusual thing to have that happen. So again, we want to go back and look at the facts. We may not disagree, we may not agree with every TV announcer or every officiating expert, but we think our officials are doing a great job, but we're always going to look through our competition committee and everything else we have, how we improve our officiating. But it will never be perfect. In addition, I think we all have to realize through the quality of what we see on our broadcast, You've never been able to see the kinds of things that you can see today. And you see it in super slow-mo. You see it where you can actually stop it. Sometimes that distorts a, a call potentially. But the reality is our officials are held to an incredibly high standard. And I think they meet it. Will we try to get better? You betcha.
4: Never been better. What is he, John Rothstein talking about college basketball? How so, bad is the so officiating going to be yeah, it's gonna get in worse. the Super Bowl? Yeah, because when Rothstein came on this show and obliterated Josh for no reason and said college basketball has never been better, college basketball couldn't have it's been, been, wor- it's it's been worse. It been terrible since. Way, yeah. I mean, it yeah. has gotten worse by the minute. And and so when I heard Goodell say that yesterday, I'm like, oh, my God, we've got Rothstein 2.0. We've got a total blatant like fabrication of everything because everybody knows the officiating.
8: officiating. I don't think it's ever been better.
4: Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 what? Sorry, sir. Uh, we have seen the officiating this year, and it has not been good. Now, look, I get it. He's he's got to defend his guys. If he got up there and started ripping the officiating, that would have been good. But the reason, and I was talking to my wife about this last night because she, she's like, wait, Carl Cheffers is reffing the Super Bowl. I go, thanks for listening. First of all, um, second of all. I said, yes, Carl Cheffers is refing the Super Bowl. She goes, well, why is that? And I go, because he's really the only one eligible to ref the Super Bowl. You have to – goes, she goes, what about that muscle guy's kid? I go, "He he's not – he hasn't done it long enough to be able to ref the Super Bowl. And she was talking about Ed Hercules and his son, Sean. And so I said to her, the, the, the problem with this is, is that Carl Cheffers is truly one of the only eligible officials that the league has – to do the Super Bowl because a lot of these guys are getting out and a lot of these gals are getting out of it because much like reffing youth sports, what's the point here? I know they get paid good money in the NFL, but they are scrutinized more than the players are, so you're seeing an attrition. You have to be a head referee, the white hat guy, for five years before you get consideration to referee the Super Bowl. And there's not many of those guys and gals that are out there right now in the league that are eligible to referee in the Super Bowl. That's why we get Carl Cheffers for the third time in a decade calling the big game. Not necessarily because he's the best. It's because he's available and he fits into the rules that they have out there. His
3: touchdown run in the Super Bowl is Chiefs iconic, but it wasn't supposed to happen. Super Bowl LIV hero Damian Williams tells you why. Next, FESCO
2: in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes Tuesday at eight thirty on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio.
7: Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Damian Williams runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs' kingdom, a 38-yard touchdown run, and the Chiefs lead 30-20. How about that?
4: I got the goosebumps right now. Him holding the ball up and running
3: over the uh, the goal line there. So good, right? That's that's one of the iconic plays in Chiefs history. Is
4: that not the iconic moment from that Super Bowl? Like, if you were going to create a statue from that Super Bowl, it's Damian Williams holding that football out. That's an iconic type of play. the Wasp statue wouldn't be as good. No, it it would not.
3: But... That play was big. But that play was big. That was the knockout for me.
4: Right. That was the play was done. Yeah. Like if you're going to start doing like, and I think with the new stadium, whether it's in Kansas or Missouri for the Chiefs, I think they ought to do like a like a like a Legends Garden area where they have all these iconic plays. You've got 65 toss power trap. You've got Wasp. You've got that play by Damian Williams. Who knows that the Circle Globe Snow Globe play? Maybe you want to do something like that. You know. And then what happens in this Super Bowl? I think there's going to be another iconic play in this Super Bowl that we're all talking about Monday morning
3: i hope so i hope so uh for my money the super bowl mvp that year should have been damian williams as well right in that game damian joining us brought to you by ag power john deere experience all that john deere has to offer at ag power and by papa murphy's papa murphy's get any medium two topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at PapaMurphys.com. Certainly one of the more iconic plays in Chiefs history. I'm guessing it's pretty big for you too, Damian.
9: No, most definitely it is. And the more and more I look at it and watch it, you know, it becomes you know a greater vision in my head.
4: You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to let Josh be the only one to say that you should have been the MVP because I think you should have been the MVP of, of that game as well. Take us through that touchdown when you're presenting the ball like that. Like, like, what's your mindset at that point in time? What are you thinking about as you go into immortality, as Mitch Holtis likes to say?
9: <laughs> well, for me, honestly, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what, what, what people don't understand is I actually was supposed to go down. But we never really spoke about it. <laughs> you know, You know, Andy didn't say, you know, go down. So, you know, if nobody say go down, you know, I'm taking it all the way. So my thing is, you know, when I was taking it all the way and, and I put the ball in here, it was like, KC, you know, we we bringing this one home. And we did that. <laughs>
4: well, and, and, you know, it wasn't an easy game for you guys, obviously, in that Super Bowl where no. you, you had to fight back. So – you know, when you're down by 10, and San Francisco's taking that picture and celebrating on their defense, what's going on on the Chiefs sidelines?
9: Uh, we're kind of looking at, you know, looking at each other and, and and knowing that we've been in this position. You know, the game isn't over yet. You know, you know, stay down and, and keep pushing and keep fighting, and that's exactly what we did. All
3: right, I want to go back to where you were supposed to. Go down and score the touch. Did anybody say anything about that afterwards? Did like Coach play decide to go? Wait a minute, you were, you shouldn't have scored there.
9: No, yeah, I, uh, I think Pat even said it. Pat was like, uh, I think we supposed to go down, but nobody said it, so forget it. We we going all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it. Did, <We're forgetting>, yeah.
4: <laughs> Did you know you guys won that game after the wasp play? Was that the one that kind of cemented it for you? Because I feel like for fans. That was the play where everybody felt like it is on and we're winning this game.
9: Yeah, most definitely, you know, it was a big third down play. So, you know, like I said, you know, the whole game we're all looking at each other like we've been here before, you know, we know how to handle ourselves in this situation. So, you know, it was really no surprise, you know, for us when we got the playoff, it was like let's get let's get let's hurry up and get to the next play. Come on, let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. What made
3: you have such a nose for the end zone specifically in the, uh, in the postseason? I think you had six touchdowns that postseason. And then the uh, the AFC Championship game the, the year prior against the uh, the Patriots, and think you had three scores in that game. What made you get a, a nose for the end zone in the postseason?
9: I just, you know, you know, the big games, you know, for me is just, you know, this is where I really want to be seen, you know, that you, know, you, have, you have a whole season of Pat doing this thing. You know Kelsey doing his thing, the defense. You know these guys doing their thing. So you know you're not really people don't really talk about or or, or see the you know the run game. So it's like I, I'm I'm showing up you know, no when it counts.
4: Damian Williams, a lot of guys have had success running the ball in this Andy Reid offense. Why is that?
9: I think it's because of what he does. You know with with the quarterbacks and, and the receivers that he, that he has. You no, know, he does a great job at, at spreading the field. He does. I feel like Andy does a great job of knowing his players and, and what exactly they they can do and, and what they like to do.
4: Yeah, and I think that's so important too. I was reading something the other day about coaches, and it was always like the the, the most successful coaches adapt to their players. And we've said that for years about Andy Reid. Like when he got here and brought Alex Smith, and he hired some guy that coached him in college that knew all about him to help that transition. Like. Andy's good at doing what his players do well and not forcing him to do things that he wants to do.
9: Nah, most definitely. Uh, and, but at the end of the day, he's, he's still doing what he wants to do as far as, you know, the plays. You know, you, you guys, everybody watches and sees, a, you know, the amazing plays and, and, and just the wild plays. You know, that's all Andy. You know, that's his mind. But he puts the players in position to do what they're best in, in his scheme.
3: Why did the offense suit you so well, do you feel?
9: Uh, Just because, you know, usually you know where I've came from or, or, or and play ball. You know, I've always been the guy that, you know, somebody you know main focus, main focus. So being on that team, I was never the main focus. So it was easy for me to do what I've always done, just under the radar.
4: <laughs> <laughs> do you look back and and wonder if COVID never happened and you never took that year off? What your legacy and career would have ended up like here in Kansas City?
9: Uh, sometimes, but not really just because, you know, at the end of the day, I know exactly, you know, what I did and what I was doing it for and who I was doing it for. So I really try not to think about it, but at the end of the day, it has crossed my mind.
4: So what's next for you? I know you're still playing. You you played in Atlanta this year. Do you feel like you got some more years left in you? Do you feel like you've accomplished everything on the field? What's the future hold for you, Damian?
9: Uh, most definitely, you know, I'm still playing, still working out, you know, still trying to see, you know, who, who's next and what's next. But at the end of the day, you know, for me, I'm just in, in, enjoying my career. You know, I, I, I look back at, you know, the Miami days, the KC days. And, and even now, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying every moment.
3: Are you going to watch the game on Sunday?
9: Oh, of course. Okay. That's must.
3: Okay. I'm just, <laughs> just making sure. I know those are still your guys, I'm thinking, so you probably will.
9: Yeah, no, yeah, most definitely. You know, you know those are my guys. I love everybody up there. So that will that, always be home for me.
3: Okay, so we got to ask. Our guest predictions are brought to you by Ag Power, John Deere, and Papa Murphy's. Uh, what do you feel in uh, this one, Chiefs and Eagles?
9: Uh, I'm going 26-23, Kansas City.
4: I like that score. I think that's doable. Damien, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. If you want to come back here and have a statue built for yourself, I can make that
8: happen. Oh, yeah. This, there has to be a statue of that ball in the air. That's forever. It's so iconic, my man.
9: Yeah, most definitely. That would be dope. We're to talk about it. I, need, I might
4: need that. You got to get you a statue. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Most definitely. Thank you. That's Damien
3: Williams brought to you by... Ag Power John Deere. Experience all that John Deere has to offer at Ag Power. And by Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topping pizza for just six ninety nine in-store or at PapaMurphy's.com.
4: And it's National Pizza Day today, Josh, so get your Papa Murphy's on. Let's go.
3: go. Get it on. Let's do it. I mean, it's much better having that 31-20 score versus, yeah. you know.
4: Whatever 31 minus 7 would have been. I mean, 24 with a you know, couple kneel downs. A couple kneel downs. No, I'd rather have like
3: the blowout. Damian Williams holding the ball and running over the
4: I it over that such a great play. I want to see Andy Reid blow the Eagles out this weekend. Like, you know, we, you and I were again talking off the air. Maybe we were on the air talking about this. Like, you look at what Philadelphia did, and even Merrill kind of downplayed what they did in the postseason. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, who joined us at 6.15 this morning. You can catch that back on the Odyssey app. Uh, chapter four. Um, I I think what we're looking at is a team that did put up 69 points and only gave up 14, but even Merrill was downplaying that a little bit. I want to see the chiefs do that in a playoff game. Josh, it seems like every playoff game that we've had in the Mahomes era has been a comeback, (laughs) has been a close loss, a close win. I want to see one of these games, Where we go out there and we're the aggressor, and we pummel the hell out of the Philadelphia Eagles, so everybody can enjoy the second half, much like Tampa fans enjoyed the second half of that Super Bowl a couple of years ago.
3: I just look at like this particular season, and why I was impressed with Philly is because they they haven't messed around.
4: Yeah, and they haven't like the Chiefs have messed around around
3: sometimes, right? Right, The back half of the schedule, there was a lot of messing around. It seemed like, like correct. Can you put somebody away? Can you can you get? You know, you talk to people like, can you just give a blowout win just to make everybody feel? good about this team and, and they what have did you did that kind of and against they, the Raiders. They, you know, they played, they played such close to the best games for the most part that you didn't really, you know, kind of see coming that it just wasn't, it was, you know, it left you left. You wanting more, right? I, like the Eagles, I can't imagine. They left you wanting much more. I mean, and yeah. then they marched into the playoffs and I don't care. Yes. They hurt Brock Purdy. I get it, but they thumped, they thumped through the, uh, through the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that's impressive. How do you, how you uh, get through your, your postseason? Without blinking, yeah, without like blinking. That, like is, and I don't care if it I'll, was the I'll,
4: Giants, and, and you still crush these yeah.
3: teams. You still crush them. And so, so I'll give it to him on that. I, and that's that's to me that was the little bit of
4: the difference because we haven't had a lot of those, you know, no sweat games, really. right? When was the last time? Like I know the Raiders game was kind of that no sweat game, but like in the Patrick Mahomes era. We haven't had a lot of just go out there and destroy somebody like we should. You know what I'm saying, Josh? Like the greatest show on turf, seemingly, if I can remember correctly, 24 years ago went out there and annihilated everybody. It felt well, like they, they were winning every think, game, like 55 to 10. I think the first half of the season gave you
3: that. I mean, Arizona, yeah, they were all on the road. Arizona, San yep. Francisco, Tampa Bay, and it was those games they put up 40. They were they were pounding people. Yeah, you know what I mean. But but then it was like that was what week seven was the last one, and it felt like okay. and Then there's the bye week and. There wasn't much, you know, they're all kind of close-ish games mm-hmm. from, uh, from then on out. So, I mean, there, there were some early, but they feel like they were long enough in the rear mirror. Yeah, they seem forget. so far
4: ago, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just want to blow out of the Super Bowl. I, want to, I just want to run all over Philadelphia. I want to motorboat them right back to the city of brotherly love.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact